Well, hello everybody. This is the Mad Men Recap. Uh, this is Paul here. This is John. This is Kate. And uh, we're back for another episode. Another great episode, uh, guys. Uh, it's called Christmas Comes But Once a Year. And uh, I thought, I thought as always, because I'm uh, chill, uh, it, was, it was really good, John. <laughs> it was a great episode. Um, Liked it better than the first one alone. Yeah? Yeah. Uh... It was Christmassy, which threw us off. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel Christmassy right now. Being, you know, August and all. We have our air conditioners running uh, <laughs> on high all the time, but needless to say. Um, guys, can I tell you something? What's that? I learned a total of six things this time. A what? Yeah, the G's. Yes, we learned six things. And I only learned six things because we have amazing listeners who uh, both wrote in. Uh, of course, just like last time, good old Ken Campbell wrote in from uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, with three things. And then Alexis, on the Facebooks, John, uh, wrote in with three more. Let's hear them. Okay, I'll do it. Fine. Uh, number one, this is from Ken. Uh, Lee smokes a lot, likes to remind people where he thinks they belong. And he's got the poor rides to prove it. Not forget that. Number two, Harry Crane worries that someone's going to cheat off his personality test. <laughs> Side note. Nobody is, wants to n- cheat nobody, off his personality I don't, test. You know what the thing is, is he's got so many cookies, I believe most of the personality test was just uh, chocolate chip smearings. Um, number three, Sally Draper knows there's no Santa Claus, but she still believes in the stork, Kate. Hmm. Hmm, is right. So that was great. Thank you very much, Ken. Uh, Alexis's, which I, I, I love very much. Uh, good things come in Joan packages, which is true. There's a bow on her ass, John. <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. Uh, <laughs> Lee is Hitler, without the mustache, of course. And then we have a simple equation. Divorce Don plus drunk Don equals rapey Don? And I'm going to put a question mark behind that uh, because I don't know if rapey Don is true. I don't. Maybe more grab. We'll have to talk about that. Grabby Don. Grabby Don. Forward Don. Bad decision Don. Bad, more, more so just... <laughs> more so just bad decision Stupid Don. Don. We'll, we'll figure it out. Stupid. John? We're gonna where, jump, we, where, where do we start off here? We're going to jump right in here, okay? Yeah. It's, it's Christmas time, okay? And if there's one thing that Henry Francis loves, it's buying a Christmas tree. Oh, he seemed to be thrilled. Now, I'm going to tell you this. First, first things first, guys. Never buy a, a Christmas tree from, from a creepy, creepy Glenn. child from yeah. creepy child shaman like <laughs> Glenn wielding a knife, wielding a switchblade, no less, <laughs> with like a doodle thingy on it. What do they call those? I don't know. Oh. I know kids make these. That, I was that never was, a child. I never made them. What do they that call was a, that was a knife fob. No, it was a knife bob. There's, there's no, there's a name for those things. I think it's some kind of gang symbol. I'm worried about the boy. <laughs> Anyway, we uh, we start the episode in a Christmas tree lot, apropos of Christmas, and uh, Henry Francis and the kids and uh, Betty are out uh, buying a tree, and Henry Francis won't go for the big one, John. Well, and also you immediately had your thought of a disappearing baby Gene busted. He's I know a big, he's a big boy. Baby Gene is back <laughs> with a vengeance. He is a warlock. An end of firefighter. <laughs> he is in the firefighter. There's a lot of questions up in the air about Baby Jean in this episode. Oh, my. Uh, what happens is uh, they go uh, to a different part of the lot to pick out a tree with the warlock. And uh, little Sally stays behind. And who does she run into? Lo and behold, but creepy, evil Glenn. Who emerges from out, the shadows. He, he <laughs> Like a phoenix from the flame, John. Glenn comes out of nowhere to uh, to really f- freak us all out. <laughs> um, he uh, he'll walk on you. He'll walk in on you when he, you're going to the bathroom. He will. <laughs> he really likes to do that it, it, with no problem. And he, uh, he just like hits her with a bunch of knowledge. He's like, ah, so I got a new dad. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, he's very jaded. This Glenn. Yeah, he's like, oh, she'll have another baby. So ask for something big now. What? I don't. I hope, I hope he's writing a book with all this, uh, <laughs> with all this, just this, just gold of knowledge he's got. But uh, 
and it, you know, the scene thoroughly freaks you out, and then we move right into the office with uh, Don and his uh, very able uh, secretary, Allison, lo- I believe. The lovely Allison. The yes. lovely Allison. Um, Don's typing on the typewriter, and Allison, knock, knock, knock. Is this a good time? Are you too busy? Don says both, because it's, it's, it's both. And um, she comes in and reads, and I was surprised he, surprised he had her read this. Yeah. It was the uh, Santa letter. Uh, from uh, Sally and Bobby. Well, this is another big discovery in the life of Don Draper. He never he never learned to read. <laughs> <laughs> At least child handwriting. He can read because obviously he's typing something right now. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm, not, I'm not sure on this. The jury's still out. But I think you might have to be able to read to write. But who knows? The thing is, is that he has her read the letter, which I think is pretty significant. Well, usually he doesn't let anyone in. He doesn't let anyone peer through that little curtain. So, obviously, for a change, he likes this Allison. We kind of see that here. Uh, Allison, I believe, asks him, uh, after reading the letter, which is altogether sad, because uh, Betty said, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Sally uh, says that she wishes she, that uh, Don could be there to give her her gift, but she knows he can't, John. Here. Indeed, indeed. Even black-hearted John, Dr. John, sheds a tear for that one. Um, she then uh, asked Don, hey, uh, you know, the Christmas party's happening, and the girls and I have been talking. Jones said no, but I want to ask, can we bring a date to the Christmas party? And that's where we find out the Christmas party's going to be stocked with mountains of Velveeta. Oh, my. And a glass of gin? You get one glass of gin, but all the Velveeta you can, <laughs> you can do and sugar no, that's a that's a party. <laughs> Matt, that is a uh, that is an intestinal tract infection. John, uh, <laughs> uh, Don says no. It looks like Lane Price is taking this all over, uh, and it's going to be no fun. Obviously, by the Belvita cheese remark, Kraft uh, is doing its best. But anyway, uh, next thing we know, uh, he says, "Hey, but don't you worry. Uh, there's still going to be a bonus in it for you." Uh, thus showing that he's very happy. He's very happy with this, uh, with this girl, quotes, that he has out on his desk. But she didn't, she didn't just get the bonus, though. She had to do a little, she had to do a little something for it. Is that a first foreshadow, Kate? Uh, yeah. Okay. Your feelings, John? I'm excited to see Freddy. Okay. Wow. Way to drop the bomb. All right. Uh, it's Freddy. It is. Freddy Rumson, John. He's... He, he's lean and mean. He's looking good. With accounts coming out of his ears. Is or it, just one. <laughs> is it? Well, that's enough. It's a, it's a $2, $2 million, million dollar account, account yeah. for a tiny firm. I'll take it. Uh, Absolutely. We find, we, 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 we find out in this part, which, which I've been dying to know, uh, why Roger's office is so, like, uh, so 60s mod ridiculous. Italian hospital, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's that's what Freddie called. That's what Freddie called it. He, he says, uh, I believe Roger says, with his white hair, you can't even see him in here. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is uh, we find out that Jane helped decorate it. I hate her. Man, let's, that's a big word, Kate, but I'm with you. <laughs> Get in line. So uh, Freddie comes in with a bit of a bargaining tool here, John. Yeah, no, he wants he wants his old his old job back. Mm-hmm. And they need, you know, like Roger says, what am I going to say? Two million dollars? Welcome back. Exactly. Roger. And we find he he's clean as a whistle, John. What does he say? Sixteen months. Sixteen months. Sober. That's Man. nothing to sneeze at. Good for him. He's looking great. And and after catching this the second time through, I figured out why he was able to have ponds with him. Oh, I figured that out the first time through. Yeah. You're a little quick. But uh, uh, that comes later in the, yeah. in the episode. What, yeah, well, actually, he mentions it right now. Oh, he, he does? Says, yeah, because he's like, yeah, me and, and the guy in charge, we're, uh, we're, in, we're in a similar fraternity. Oh, well, right. He, he does make it sound off the bat like, uh, like they are, yeah, like they went to college together. But in fact, they are. We're going to jump ahead here, John, because you've teased it out of me. I'll do that. They are in AA together. Each other's sponsors. Oh my! Right? Is that what? I don't know if they're a sponsor, but I, I mean, you know, it's all one big handholding yeah. deal over there, isn't it, John? Buddy system. 
From my extensive time at AA? Yes. It's well, you're a, a doctor. I imagine you know how to get people clean. I do. I do. It involves a lot of drugs. A lot of hand-holding? <laughs> and hand-holding. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. So, one thing that is put forth in this, uh, in this little conversation is uh, Freddie wants Pete nowhere near anything he's doing. For good reason. Well... I I also uh, would want Pete nowhere near um, me, my family, my cat, uh, just people I've met before. Your general zip code. He's got wandering hands, John, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, what's what's uh, what's what's great? And one of my favorite lines of the episode is uh, Roger then immediately takes uh, Freddie into Don's office where he's having a meeting with um, Peggers and. Uh, Rapey Pete. And uh, my favorite thing is uh, after a little bit of introduction, he turns to Pete and uh, Pete says, Freddie, you know, good to see you. And he just says straight to him, hey, Pete, I was just talking about you. And it was definitely in the way like we were just I was just telling Roger how much I hate hate you. Good to see you. <laughs> and then Pete was going to ask, I think, about the drinking. And Roger's like, hey, you want to be Santa? Yeah, that was a smooth one. Yeah, it really just pulls out the more, again, how smooth Roger is. He sees what's coming, he knows how to deflect it, and how stupid Pete is. What yeah, nobody hell, has, man? Yeah, nobody has to ask. Plus, it's $2 million. Who cares if he's still drunk? Exactly. Exactly. He can only drink 100000 without killing himself. You know what I mean? I know. I know. And keep it's, the rest. It, it, it was. It was just fun talking to talking to Freddie, hearing from Freddie, and then and then it's back to it's creepy. I'm going to be honest, everybody, and I don't often do this, but uh, I was stunned to see Freddie walk through that door. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, Did I didn't see that coming. That? I don't think we predicted any Freddie. We thought Freddie did. was no, going, no. man. I mean, if anything, people have been clamoring for Sal to return. Yeah, this whole people are in love with Sal. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, Freddie is a fan favorite. Yeah, no, he was. People love Freddy. He's definitely one of my favorites. Um, it was a little tough watching this episode because you get hit with the Glenn hammer. And then Freddy was right away after that. I don't know if that made it tough. It was a lot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It well, was, speaking of getting hit with the Glenn hammer. Okay. We get, to, we get to find out that Glenn has an alias. Who knew? Stanley. This is the creepiest child on record. <laughs> you know that kid from The Shining? <laughs> nothing. He's got nothing on Glenn. Nothing. I'm waiting for Glenn to take his thought, finger and go red rum at me. I thought Glenn and his oh. family moved away. No. But they still live down the street. His mom and him still live down the street. Helen Bishop. Oh, the one that she slapped. Man, oh man. I'd slap her right now. Oh. But but so yeah, so Glenn calls up and says he's Stanley to get to talk to Sally in secret in private and uh continues to uh just kinda lay into it. I know. Edit Children are evil, John. Now it's official. I don't know, not all children. I mean like the, the that Bobby Draper, he's still kinda weird. Doesn't Bobby Draper just, just seem like some stupid though? Yeah. No, no, leave Bob alone. <laughs> what I like about Bobby Draper is he seems very wholesome. He's very naive. <laughs> He's very like, you know, like, I love sweet potatoes. What's her problem? I love that kid. <laughs> I miss the old one, but I like the, the new ones growing on me. I'm serious. I'm serious. So what does Glenn say here exactly, John? I, you know, yeah, he starts asking her, like, why didn't you move? And, and you know, she, she kind of confides in Glenn, saying that, you know, how much she hates it, how much she really misses her dad. Yeah. And, and Glenn goes, oh, well, you know they're not getting back together, especially now that she's doing it with some other guy. Oh, that's right. She's doing some other guy. Yeah. And, and uh, that, that kind of leaves yeah, that leaves Sally Draper at a loss. She, uh, she doesn't quite get that yet. She has not been uh, educated not on the ways is, of the world. Not everyone can be as jaded as Glenn. How many years difference in age are we talking? Between Glenn and yeah. Sally? Probably not, not many. Far. Not yeah. much. Maybe a couple. Maybe one, two. Okay. Of course, Glenn has has been to juvie a few times yeah. already, so he he seems and, older. And sex rehab, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so. He should be. He's sitting on uh, women that you know are as old as his mother. Creepy. 
Um, we move from there into the... Uh, they have the table. They got a table. They got a table uh, back at uh, Sterling Cooper Jim Price. And uh, they're having a little bit of a visit from a uh, research company. Uh, talking about um, testing and uh, consumer research and consumer... Uh, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. It still is that way today, in my mind. Uh, so this woman has a little test that she passes around. Um, to tell... To know. help weave her bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> tell her how you're feeling. Yeah, really. how my feeling will make me buy hams. Okay. Ham makes me buy ham. Anyway, uh, the best part of this scene, which we already alluded to, is that there's a cookie jar on the table. And uh, she says, somebody says something about the cookies. And next thing you know, Harry Crane reaches for it. And he's just like digging down like there's a prize at the bottom. <laughs> like there's a decoder ring down there. I'm serious. And then he takes like, he takes like five cookies. <laughs> Man. I love that guy. You gotta feed a growing boy. He's not, he's, anyway. Uh, it was interesting. There, there appears to be, and right off the bat, I think he, okay, Kate and I saw this, some serious sexual tension between the researcher woman and Don Draper. Okay, with a knife. With a knife. A dull knife at that. Um, That's pretty applicable for Don Draper and most women in the scene. We're gonna talk about this. Not in the 60s, though. He's having a tough time. Only whores and forcing yourself on ladies. He's on, on a ladies. little bit of a downswing. He's on a downswing. Right? But don't you worry. I won't worry for him, no. Um, they pass out the test. The first, like, first things first is like, how did you feel about your father or something like that? Yeah. And uh, Don's like, well, this is bullshit. I'm going to go. Uh, hands in his test. Says, you know what? I have a meeting I forgot about. And just goes into his office. Good for Don. I would have done the same thing. I would have but- done the exact same thing. As we leave, you see the new art guy, Joey, uh, flirting with the lovely Allison. You do see that. I don't know how I feel about the new art guy, uh, Joey. I like him. I think he's cutie. Well, I'm sure you do. I like art guys. Fair enough. Is he wearing two sweaters here? (laughs) He's wearing a vest, a cardigan. A a sweater vest and a cardigan. A tie and... Is that a jumpsuit or does his shirt just match his pants? Yeah, his shirt matches his pants to appear to be all one piece of clothing. Uh, Joey and I are not, uh, we're not driving. <laughs> Gonna be honest. With you. He did a little character, uh, a, a character of Allison, uh, which I found to be altogether lame. What? And he titled it Aphrodite. Oh, wow. And then Don, I feel like, is a little, I don't know, maybe a little jealous, maybe? He just makes some kind of like, is that work? I uh-huh. just, I feel like he's like, what are you doing with that turd? He's a turd. <laughs> well, he's just a turd. He's in a jumpsuit. He's in a, he's in a jumpsuit with two sweaters on. What are you doing? Um, so he scampers away. And next thing we see is um, Don being awoken by some hammering. And there's a nurse in the hallway hammering tinsel. I got to say, there's a, there's a better way to put up tinsel. I'm not an architect. You really don't need to nail it. I <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like she's some doing simple this, scotch tape would have worked. Some scotch tape, a, a staple, anything <laughs> but a hammer and nail. Um, she's in full nurse outfit, almost like this was going to turn into some weird porno. And uh, <laughs> she just got off her shift. Sure, what first things first. About? Don't change your clothes. Put up tinsel with staph infection all over you. Uh, Don comes out and uh, says, "What are you doing?" And she comes uh, down and uh, she acts like she knows him, I believe. And uh, They've met in passing. Just in passing, though. And she seems to be putting the moves on Don a bit, John. Oh, she's throwing herself at him. Is that what you call it? That's, that's what they call it. Fair enough. Um, but yes, yeah, so, and we find out she has a name, in fact. Uh, Phoebe Bennett, RN. Phoebe Bennett, RN. She looks as if she's 19. Oh, you think so? She probably is around there. She's a young-looking filly. Indeed. She's cutie. She's cute. I like her, John. Oh, very attractive. Your feelings. She's, she's got a good energy. A good energy, Kate. Hmm. Fair enough. She's spunky. spunky. Yes. That's the word. Yeah. Well done. 
we move back into the office and we have uh, Peggy and uh, and Freddie sitting around doing some talking about the woman they'd like to use for the new account. They're really butting heads on this. They are a little bit. And I think uh, one thing you notice, especially in this scene, is that uh, Freddie's still kind of treating her as if he's her boss. Yeah, she's very junior to him. And they are not. They, he is not. They're equals at this point. Not in his eyes. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's a bit old-fashioned, foreshadow. The thing is, is um, we see Roger come in. Safely to say, three sheets to the wind, Kate. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, or drunk off his ass, as some would say. Trying to pull somebody off that wagon. And successfully. Yeah. He uh, tells Freddie that he was just out with the client. And they had a good time. And uh, he's going to go lay down. Uh, Freddie seems uh, visibly upset, and I think at first you think, oh, all right, he's upset because Roger's kind of butting in on his client. At least that's what I thought. Right. Like, why is Roger going to lunch with him, and I'm not? Like, why wasn't I there? What's going on here? But that's not it at all. No, no. No, no. We learned this little something else. Uh, It turns out, and this is where you really figure it out, that um, the client is not in a fraternity it's in the fraternity of AA, John, that yes, we've already that's, spoken about. That's right. Uh, Freddie calls him up in a fury, and well, maybe not a fury, but very hastily, and uh, very concerned, and arranges to meet with him to try to get him, get him back on track as soon as possible, John. At the church. That's the best place to do it. If you're going to get back on track, get back on track with Jesus, John. Amen. All right. Uh, so, so next thing we know, we're in Roger's office, and he's on his uh, on his sha- on his sha- chase 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 chase, <laughs> la- chase lounge uh, with a tie that matches all the polka dots in his office, and he gets a call from uh, I'm going to say this episode's star douche. <laughs> uh, Lee Gardner Jr., John. I think, I, think, uh, I think he's credited that way. He is. That's it's. It's in the credits, indeed. Uh, Lee Gardner is uh, back in town after being uh, probably down in uh, South Beach. <laughs> rollerblading. <laughs> rollerblading. Yes. Uh, where he took his talents. Where yes, indeed. Uh, and he wants to know uh, what's going on and why he wasn't invited to the Christmas party, John. Which, I mean, he didn't know there was a Christmas party. It just, Roger just happened to say that. And uh, he just was like, oh, why are you just, I mean, you know, I don't think he had any thoughts of going to the Christmas party until Roger said it. Right, no, totally. Uh, Now, let me be clear. I don't, the whole sound thing was standing. I don't remember Lee Gardner Jr. being this much of an ass. No. But he he also, since we've started this, the, the whole show, he has become the head. His dad was still running things when Mad Men started. Oh, is he not running things now? He's running things. No, no, Lee's running things. Dad's gone. Right, Garner, the guy in this episode is the running is running the things. Right. Yes. No, I remember the old guy from the seasons past. Right. Did so he this die? is this uh I think he just retired. Okay. But this is uh, I think this is why he is is much more of an ass cuz he is he is the guy now. He's not Indeed. you know under under senior uh, in this scene, he's in, he's in a smoking jacket having his nails done. Douche. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't I don't even want to I don't want to hang out with this guy. He's gonna he's gonna make it weird. Uh, so he calls. He, he is this the whole scene is full of just like a, a panic, right? Because he is what seventy percent of the business. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so. so they they're forced into having a a, a, a full style Chris New York Madison Avenue Bob's your brother <laughs> Belvita free it's ridiculous uh, so we got to call in Lane Price who is needless to say completely unhappy with this turn of events yeah very Poindexter-y. yes indeed when is he happy I was just his I think wife. at tea time because probably at tea time I mean his wife and his son. Said the hell with you. I'm going back to London. So not only is he without well, just, his family, just, just for the holiday. I don't think they're back there for, for good. Uh, yeah, I mean that's no. what he says later on. I think it's just the holiday they're back there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So the Velveeta cheese is on the outs. We've got to get Joan in here and start the ball rolling, John. We're going to have a big old Christmas party. And she's like the most calm person in the room. She just takes over. Indeed. No problem. She's awesome. John? Yeah? I got my fingers crossed over here because I really hope that she wears the red dress with the bow on the back. Oh, so does Roger. It makes her look like a present. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing. Somehow Roger is able to say all these things without being creepy. (laughs) Somehow. You kind of want Roger to say those things to you, right? Well, not to me. Oh, you don't? I would like to be able to say those things. (laughs) Okay, let's rephrase that. I would like to be able to say those things to people without sounding creepy. You'd sound creepy. I would sound horribly creepy. Really creepy. Really, really. You look like a present. You look like a creepy. It would be a lot of. It would be me. It would be me sweating a lot, breathing very hard, and you you look like a present. present. It would be. It would be horrible, Uh, and I and I won't do it. I promise. Not this year. Uh, We move to uh, Peggy's uh, apartment, where her fiance or self-proclaimed fiance, really just boyfriend. Um, comes by, and I tell you what, John. Yeah. He's a little more forward than I would like to see. Yes, Mr. Mark gets all grabby and handsy. He is grabby and handsy. Uh, he is trying to get get uh, get Peggy to uh, have some more loose morals. We know that Peggy isn't the uh, the purest of driven snow, but uh, she's trying to be. Well, that's not what she's led Mark to believe. No, she's led Mark to believe that she is the purest. Yes, yes. You know, you're not going to just tell somebody that you slept with your coworker and had their baby and then... And then Duck Phillips. And then did a guy named Duck. And then swam around the (laughs) pond with Duck Phillips, if you know what I'm saying, and I think you do, Kate. Uh, So that gets a little weird. It's funny because she sends him home and he seems to be okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, all right, I've put the moves all over you. I'm going to go. I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Um, in the next scene, we see Don uh, We see Don come home, uh, apparently really drunk. And uh, uh, our, little, our little next-door neighbor friend uh, helps, him into his office, uh, helps him into his apartment um, and says that he comes home all the time drunk and has a hard time putting in the keys. And we see this kind of behavior from Don a lot uh, lately. You know, it's the holidays. He's divorced. He's he's got to be pretty miserable. Yeah. Well, uh, even, work. He, he even says that when she's you know she says, "Oh, you you hate Christmas." He goes, "I don't hate Christmas. I hate this Christmas." Man, you know, which is the first Christmas away from his house and his family. I would I would probably hate that Christmas as well. I wouldn't have as nice of an apartment as Don has either. No. No, not at all. Because you wouldn't have a maid. I'd be living uh, with rats. Indeed. Lots of them. Anyway, uh, she is nice enough to help him in and not take advantage of him. And he was able to keep his hands to himself, which a drunk Don is that's amazing. I think he was just too drunk to raise his hands. Yeah. I Are mean, he, they did sort of fall down on the bed together. Did they? Yeah. They I know did. that she helped him take his shoes off. For a stranger, how kind. We see, well, she's, uh, she's a kind person. She's a nurse. She helps people. Good point, John. Well taken. Uh, they're not all nice, though. Am no, right? they're not. No, you're right on that one. Uh, not all. No. Not all nurses no. are nice and helpful? <laughs> no. Except for that one who's like the best nurse in the world. Nurse Jackie? My mom. Oh, indeed. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> Your mom is the best. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we we go back to the office. Uh, we see everybody getting getting ready for the uh, Christmas party. Uh, Joan is running the show here, telling people what to do and how to do it. Um, we then fall into a bit of an awkward scene where uh, Freddie and Peggy are uh, working on still working on this uh, uh, new uh, account. The ponds. Ponds, and they uh, they're still working on picking the girls. And Freddie picks all together kind of old, safe, um, kind of uninspiring women, apparently. And uh, Peggy's disappointed, and she has to let him have it, John. I don't know if she has to, but she does. I think she's just had enough. 
Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think uh, what she pointed out was accurate. She just was a bit harsh in doing it. That you know that Freddie does still have a a very old style, not and not just with this account. Freddie is in the frame of mind that every woman just wants to get married and have as many babies as possible. Mm, yeah. Mm. For as long as they can. All right, because he he suggests that you, <laughs> if you don't use ponds, you won't get married. That was going to be his slogan. Somehow, I think that may still work today. Is Freddie wrong? Oh, it totally works today. Yeah, I yeah. think it would still work. Have you seen, have you watched 20 minutes of the Lifetime channel? Never. Do yourself a favor. Don't. Don't do that. Don't no. do that ever. Uh, but that would totally work on Lifetime. Yeah. Uh, moving on. But no, it really, it really, uh, you know, it hurts his feelings. And he just kind of walks out sad and down. Indeed. Indeed. Um, we then see a real quick scene where, um, the deviant Glenn is calling the Draper household. Ring, ring. Were his eyes a little red in this scene? Uh, they were glowing, John. Yeah. They weren't just red. They were glowing okay. with so, with Satan's favor. So that I mean, just wasn't my TV. No, that wasn't. Your your television set is fine. Don't worry. Don't adjust it. Um, we then find ourselves at the Sterling Cooper Draper Price Christmas party. Uh, we run into our old friends and some... Uh, Horrible suit jackets. Uh, we got Pete in what appears to be a dead sea captain's jacket. It's a double-breasted. I can't tell if that's a sweater or yeah, an actual. A, it's a double-breasted, like maroon woven jacket. It looks a little velvety. He looks kind of like a elevator operator. He does indeed. He does. Or a bellhop. He's a little hat. He's yeah. a bellhop. <laughs> uh, I got to say, I am less of a fan of the fashion here in uh, the sixties. <laughs> Uh, it has gotten. I, I thought the late. I thought the ladies at the party looked really good. Really, because uh, Pete's wife looks like she got attacked the by a gypsy. Are, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the hairstyle so much. Um, my favorite, and I tweeted this, is uh, Jane uh, Rogers' wife looks as if she's hit her Studio Fifty Four Coke phase. <laughs> 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 she couldn't stop touching her nose all night, John. Well, that her hair was unreal. I thought hers was fine. Her hair looks nice. Yeah, I don't know what that. Trudy's Trudy's in trouble here. It's not very Christmassy. It's it's. Well, she's going. Wasn't she saying that they're going to like Palm Beach or some the Bahamas? Place? They're going to Bermuda. Oh, Bermuda. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. for Christmas, so maybe I don't know. She's just getting into the resort takeaway. The local flavor, you know. Indeed, uh, we also see Crane's wife. Who's in? Who's in some sort of glass menagerie, reflective, bullshit gown? Uh, we, where, where do we go from there? They're all having a little talk. We see the um, the researchers are also there. They're talking, talking politics. The, the 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 gist of it is is the whole party is just kind of waiting around for uh, for Lee Gardner Jr. or Douche Jr. as I like to call him. Uh, we're waiting for him. Finally, he shows up. Uh, Roger kind of brings him in, and he just gets right to being an ass, John. Yeah. He's, he, he wastes no time, but before we get to see his, uh, him perform his worst, we see Glenn and his good buddy, uh, I don't know, Whitey? Like, pulling, <laughs> like, camp stunts. Like... Yeah. I, I don't... I don't understand this. I don't understand why he broke into the Draper household and uh, trashed it with their food, but he seemed to think it was a good idea. It was. Glenn it's Christmas. A lot of things are good ideas. Yes, uh, Glenn is just about a year out of a serious meth problem. <laughs> he uh, he destroys everything in the house except Sally's room, and he leaves it a little. He leaves her a little a trinket little off his knife. Do hanky, crazy yeah, his little gang. What is his it little, his little cell phone jingle. <laughs> uh, all I gotta say is, uh, I don't know. I'm 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 not a lady, but if if um, if if some if some fellow left me uh, the trinket off his switchblade, I'd be a, I'd be a little less than excited. I remember the first time a boy left me <laughs> their switchblade the hanging. Switchblade. Yeah, you called the police. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a rapist on the loose. And that's, that's how you, yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, college. Try and prove it. 
we get back to the uh, the party, and, and it's uh, it's hopping now. It is hopping now. There is a there is a, a good heavy fog of smoke over the uh, whole office because it is Lucky Strike. We got to keep everyone smoking. We, but we get to the point where uh, Lee's like, "Where's Santa Claus? I saw the suit." And uh, uh, Roger says, "Ah, uh, you know, I don't know." And Lee says, "Well, I think you're going to put it on." And then Pete says, "Oh, hey, um, uh, I'll be happy to put it on." <laughs> and uh, I believe Lee Gardner Jr. says, uh, "You would need three of you to fill that out, you worthless weenie." Which is funny because isn't uh, Roger probably a little thinner than Pete's? Yeah, maybe a little. Yeah, but he still seems much more manly. Yeah, well, like that stuff. True. True. Well, maybe if Pete wasn't wearing a uh, jacket that was six sizes too big, uh, <laughs> he'd, he'd look a little better. Uh, I, just, I don't understand it. Um, and when uh, Roger's like, no, I'm not going to do that, uh, Lee really pushes it home and makes it, it becomes awkward. Truly. Yes, unfun. Truly unfun. And awkward and a little scary. We then quickly jump back to the, well, I don't want to call it, I guess I'll call it the Francis household. We jump back to the Francis household and everybody comes home to find Lucky Charms spread across the entire kitchen. Uh, pretty much all the food they own is stuck to the counters and the floor. Uh, everybody, of course, is a little upset and Henry Francis uh, makes his way through the house to make sure the vagrants aren't still there, John. You know, somebody uh, threw up a tweet during the episode about, uh, you know, where was the where was the Draper dog during the attack, during the break-in? Well, if you remember, uh, Henry Francis does not like the dog inside. I think he probably shot it. He probably murdered it. Yeah. I think sleep. Henry or Glenn? Could have uh, either one, but I'm <laughs> guessing Glenn. I'm guessing, well, I mean, he has the knife to do it. So he jumps over the fence with a switchblade and then just slits the puppy's throat. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying, that's probably how Glenda would do it. Oh. I'm sorry. We don't want to, we don't want to think about that. Retriever. Oh, okay. Would they, you can get another one around the block. The, uh, we get back to the party and, um, Roger is handing out gifts to Santa Claus because he really has no choice. Uh, I Lee. find it, I found it a little disconcerting when, uh, it's, it's, it felt as if, uh, Lee Gardner Jr. made a bit of a pass at Jane. He is standing awful close to her. What, he's like, he's ribbing Roger? He's like, you know, be careful not to have a third heart attack? Yeah, that wasn't cool. I don't like him. I don't. Nobody does. He got our friend Sal fired. Nice, nice job, mm. ass. Uh, he's hitting on Jane. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. I mean, I, Jane doesn't seem as if she's of, of great moral character. I think she may, she may have uh, had a time with him in the bathroom. Jane? Jane, yeah. Oh no. You don't think so? No. I think she'd 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 go for some Lee Gardner <laughs> Jr. Um, and then uh, the worst thing—I don't even know if this is part of this scene. Oh no, they give they give Lee Gardner a uh, a Polaroid camera, which at the time must have been quite a to do. You seem very excited. Kinda, yeah. I mean, in a, in a jackass kind of way. Which is how he does most things. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he then uh, forces uh, everyone in the office to get their picture taken on Roger's lap. Yeah, pretty, pretty uh, embarrassing. I'd, I'd put that under. I'd file that under Dick Move, John. Yeah, and he just he, like he keeps re ripping the Polaroid off, giving it to Jane. Next person. Uh, you mean, uh, g g Joan. Uh, Joan, yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, just all together, uh, not cool. Um, Don, of course, seems to avoid all of this, being in his office packing up the show, on his way to slip out. And we see the research woman come in, and uh, what we think is going to turn into a little to-do, uh, turns out not to. No sexy time. He, he gave it a, this is what makes me think the 60s are not the year of Don. Because he even, he even went all the way to put some moves on her. And she, it's a, a no-go. It is a serious no-go. She, uh... He says something about, oh, I, I thought you were coming in here to flirt with me, and apparently you just want to fight. Uh, she was upset that he didn't hang around for uh, 
her little test. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what he says. He's that's like, the sound uh, I would have made when she's when if she would have came into my office, which I don't have, and said, uh, "Why didn't you hang around for my test?" I would have said, "I'm sorry. All I can hear coming out of your mouth is blah blah <laughs> blah blah blah." Exactly, yeah. worthlessness. Uh, sorry. Uh, although I, I think I think she, uh, she's very attractive, and Don would certainly uh, love to make a go at that. Uh, it just doesn't happen. She does say something that's a bit telling. That I think even disturbs Don a little bit. When she says, I know guys like you, and you'll be married within a year. Which I think I mean, she's not completely wrong about. As we see, Don's horribly lonely and misses someone to kind of take care of him a little bit. Well, he's, he's definitely an attractive man and has a lot of women interested. And he's doing okay for himself as well. I don't know where that Cadillac's parked, but it probably doesn't hurt his chances, John. Oh, yeah, that thing probably got sold. Not at all. No, that's true. Betty probably has it, that horrible, horrible lady. Uh, Next thing we see, uh, Don, of course, walked out of his office a bit discouraged, um, but he heads back to his apartment, and he has lost his keys, John. Can can we just talk about one thing? Let's talk about it. We can back it up. What's with him calling Peggy honey and sweetheart? Oh, where he says... uh, like Merry when Christmas. he says goodnight to her. Isn't yeah. that kind of strange? No, I don't think so. He's always called her Peggy before. I feel like he, he's he's a bit more... Um, ever since that lap, last episode where he almost lost her, I feel like... Uh, not the mm-hmm. last, but the, 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 the season finale of season three. I feel like he's a bit more comfortable with her. I feel like there's kind of... He's just kind of maybe missing his daughter. So there's like a, maybe a little bit of that going on. Yeah, there's definitely a mentor relationship know. there. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of weird. I thought it was kind of nice. No, really? I, I wish people were that nice to me. Mm. <laughs> no one ever calls me honey or sweetie. Well, I mean, you do, but it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it counts, of course. Anyway, we're, we're back at Don's apartment. Uh, he's locked himself out, as I said. And uh, first thing he does is go to uh, his new little neighbor friend's uh, door, but she's not home. I think he would have got into Phoebe's place, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I don't know. You don't think he would have got into Phoebe's give Phoebe apartment? a little bit of credit until she doesn't deserve it anymore <laughs> next episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, he has to go out to the payphone, and he calls... Um, he calls Shirley Cooper, J. Price, and uh, gets his secretary on the line, Allison, and has her look for his keys, and they were there on the floor. He just accidentally dropped them. And he asked her if she'd be so kind as to bring him back to his, uh, or bring bring them to him. And being the uh, the good employee that she is, she certainly does. Runs him over there in Jiffy. Uh, we got the little the little art guy in his uh, bullshit bow tie, all upset because they were trying to go out for a little after party to do. Uh, but she says that she'll meet him later, which I hope she doesn't, because no one in a bow tie deserves that. Uh Sorry. Uh, so she gets there. She lets him in. And she really, you know, she's still on the clock, if you will. She's still taking care of Don. She says, I'll get you some aspirin. Do you want something to eat? Can I, can I help out? And, uh, and then things take a turn, John. Well, and completely uninitiated by her. She actually turns to leave, and he gets a little grabby. Uh, he just grabs her hand. Now, this is something we need to talk about, because it's been brought up on the Facebooks on the Madman Recap uh, page, which if you're not a member, you should be, because it's thrilling. Uh, some people are saying that now Don is a little bit of a rapey Don. You all know how we refer to Pete as rapey Pete, because he's a rapey. Uh, but Don, I gotta say, I disagree. I don't feel like he's being rapey in this episode. Is he taking advantage? Yes. Yes, but I don't... I, she, he did not hold her down. It's more of a cry for help, whereas with rapey Pete... He's just rapey. He's just rapey. He's just rapey. You know, rapey. This is how he is. Uh, this is more of a. I'm lonely. Uh, I'm making a bad decision here. I don't think anyone's gonna uh, dispute that. But uh, I'm just gonna say. I think. I believe, and I don't know. Uh, we can go back in the episode. I think she had a little smile on her face. I think she did. And I don't think anybody smiles after a raping. Too far. <laughs> <laughs> 
Too far. Too far. Too far. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to have to disagree. I think uh, I think we can let Don off the hook here. But I mean, he what? He, he's still he's still in trouble though because now he's taken his philandering. Um, yeah, and he's never done that before. Way too close. He's taken it into his uh, work life, which is well, except with that uh, Rachel. Well, but she didn't work at the she office. Yeah, yeah, no. The he's, he's now dipped in the company ink. As they say, John. <laughs> uh, so, needless to say, that ends altogether strange. Uh, they do the move, uh, and then uh, she right away kind of gets up and goes on her way. She's She's got to meet the little art guy out at his little uh, douchey bar. And uh, I feel like Donna's a bit taken aback by this. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that she's going to run out to meet Bowtie. Nobody runs out on the Don Draper love machine, John. A lot of stuff is happening to Don Draper that we've not seen before. Indeed. I feel like the 60s are not his decade, if you will. It started out okay. It did. It did. But it's ending bad. He does fall asleep with a cigarette here in this scene, and uh, that's yeah. altogether uh, a little disturbing. We then uh, come in, which is the next morning, uh, Peggy and... Uh, I don't know. I guess Peggy and uh, Freddie are sharing an office? I don't uh, know. Looks no, like no. Freddie says that he. Um, oh, he was just in there because it was yeah. the only quiet place. Yeah, it's the only clean spot left. Well, uh, Peggy does her best to apologize, and uh, Freddie does his best to accept. Um, and they start to have a little heart to heart, almost. Yeah, Peggy's really concerned about her um, being alone on New Year's. Yeah. Her situation in general uh, with this new guy that she's seeing, uh, it seems to be, frankly, pretty obvious that she doesn't love the guy. Uh, she can stand him, and he certainly has feelings for her, but uh, that's about it. I think that's exactly right. She can stand him, which is, which is no good. But that's, not, that's not how you should do things. No. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so, uh, Freddie gives her a little bit of advice. A little bit of old-fashioned advice, you could say. And uh, she seems to almost take it to heart. And, yeah, she says she doesn't want to be alone on New Year's. That's the whole reason you're going to stay with the guy? You give us a call. We'll find you somebody for New Year's. <laughs> right? Completely. And uh, then you have one of the funnier scenes of uh, Don coming into the office. Uh, Roger drinking his Alka-Seltzer. And they give the old little... Uh, Laugh. Did you enjoy the Fuhrer's birthday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they refer to as uh, Lee Garner Jr. as Hitler. Um, but you know what? I, I, I got to say, in the, in, the, in the prior scenes where Lee's really sticking it to Roger, uh, I really thought something was going to blow up, you know? That Roger was just going to be like, you know what? Eat it, buddy. And just, you know... But Roger's not Don. He's like, a pro, man. He knows what he needs to do. You know? but, no, but they also... Pragmatists. I mean, they can't do that. Their their door their doors would close. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I I don't know. I feel like uh, Roger has a, a good attitude about it. He certainly understands that, or he's certainly able to to put that in a uh, in a different place. You know, he's able to say, you know what, that's my job. I have to do it to keep the lights on, and he does it, and he doesn't let it get him down. You know, and it's good. Nice. Um, then we move on to the uh, most awkward scene ever on television, John. It turns out that if you've been sleeping with whores, uh, you don't know how not to pay for sex. <laughs> right? Am, am I right? No, I, I saw that somewhere. You, you, did you read that somewhere? In a book? <laughs> In a book. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, it turns out that... Uh, <laughs> it turns, it turns out, you know, that uh, the, uh, the the bonus that he had promised Allison comes more across as a, uh, hey, thanks for the sex. Uh, for all your hard my work. my secretary. <laughs> See you later. It was altogether uh, a difficult scene. I bet it made her feel a little cheap. A little? Yeah. She looked like she had just been... Hit by a truck. Exactly. Yeah. She looked like she'd been hit by a truck when she uh, opened the little bonus outside at her desk. It was it was so heartbreaking, 
along with, I believe that, I, I want to believe, because I'm at a fault pro Don, that he didn't really, like, realize what he was doing until after he gave her the money. I feel like he was just trying to smooth things over and try to get things back to the way they were, which you can't do. Um, and, you know, try to make things better by, oh, you know, here's your bonus. That's a good thing. But instead, it read exactly as, hey, I'm going to leave $100 on the counter. You just pick that up when we're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think, he, you know, he, he's reverting to his normal defense mechanism of deny, deny, deny. Indeed. And Indeed. so just to completely avoids mentioning anything about the previous night. Specifically. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Out of the three of us, would you start talking about it? Uh, oh. hmm. Because isn't the normal way that you're supposed to do that, you know, like about last night? Isn't that how it goes? Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. I got to say, that's a pretty good point. Hey, about last night, <laughs> uh, I had been abducted by aliens. And, uh, well, yeah, there's something different- about that. Well, I, I, I believe that's probably would have been best if he would have confronted it. But yes, that's not uh, that's not the Don Draper we all know. Indeed, it's not. Uh, just yeah, just watch the end of that show again because I mean she is just completely in a in a state of just soulless hollow feeling. It's very sad. And speaking of soulless hollow feeling, uh, Peggy <laughs> gets to visit that land as well. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, she does, John. Uh, she decides that to keep her man, she must uh, relent and have the sexy times. <laughs> is that, is I'm that, guessing they weren't very sexy. The sexy times weren't too sexy? No. He, uh, yes. Because I, I thought this was fantastic acting. This is, uh, you, see, you see on Peggy's face like an uh, expression of equal parts terror, regret, pain, and angst. All wrapped up in one. <laughs> Into one... Great big destruction of suck. Uh, I think there. No, I, I, I'm going to say in in that pie chart of uh, despair, John. There was a little. There did seem to be a, a tiny little glimmer of. I you know I do kind of like this guy kind kind of thing. Oh, I I didn't see that slice. You don't think so? No. Am I wrong? She hates yes. this guy completely and just had sex with him so that she could have a date for New Year's. Oh, this this guy would have to apply to get in the douche crew. Oh my! Yeah. Oh, that's that's okay. Um, we then end the scene with um, Don just carrying the Christmas gifts back to his empty apartment, John. Um, and the uh, mommy kissing Santa Claus. I wish they would have changed that. I saw mommy kissing Henry Francis. Oh. Uh, I believe, uh, John. This wraps up the. Christmas comes, but once a year episode. That's right. Uh, I enjoyed it. I hope you all did out there in listener land. Um, we've had we've had more than a few uh, responses, though. Uh, a few emails. The Facebook has been a flitter of activity. A flitter? A fl- is that a word? And uh, a flutter. A flutter. A flitter. Who cares? Uh, and then Twitter has been on fire, John. Yeah. Well, we've been doing the. Uh... The in-show tweets. We hope that someone will. We let's call out the the, the two folks that really enjoy it. Uh, I think a lot of people follow it, but not everybody tweets back with us. Uh, please feel free to tweet back. I try to uh, retweet uh, as much as I can, so we can all see it. Um, but it's just kind of a fun thing to do during the show. I'm actually really enjoying it, John. Oh, it's it's been a lot of fun, and, and like you were saying specifically to Ashley and Andrea, who were who were writing along with us. That, that's it's a lot of fun. I uh, I love it. Let's keep doing it. All right. Okay. Done. Uh, should we should we should we open the mailbag? Let's do it. Hooray. No, we got a lot of we got a lot of a lot of mail this time. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll start it off from the fact that we actually got a letter from one of the characters. What's that? Yes, yes, uh, and this is not a first time, Miss Tilden Katz. That's for for those of you who are clueless. That's the Mank. Yes, yes, Rachel Mank and Katz. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That really rolls off the tongue. I imagine her as being lovely. 
Yes, yes. So this is so we know that we have somebody in Manhattan listening. Uh, thoroughly loves the podcast. Welcome back, Kate, which we'll see is a theme of our letters. Aww. And uh, yes, yes. And wants to know that she has all the fashions in from Great Britain, the mod line, and uh, I guess is going to be marketing them to uh, Sterling Cooper Draper Price, which is is interesting. Um, so thank you, the Mencken, Miss Katz. I gotta say, I'm proud of the Mencken. Because I don't know how old she would be by now, but she seems to have adapted to email. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Really, really, really sticking with it. Oh my. Um, we want to. We want to give a, a great big thanks to our very first emailer back when we started this last year, uh, Jorge from Florida. He writes in to say that uh, he's still listening, still likes the show. Thank you, and, Jorge. And uh, looking forward to, to following along and being part of the. Uh, being part of the Facebook fan club. Good. I've seen That's you cool. on there, Jorge. Yeah. Yeah, well I done, saw sir. that. That was well fantastic. Um, we got uh, we got one from uh, Aisha McCoy. Um, just saying that, that she, you know, says that we're one of her favorite podcasts. Of course we are. Which is more than she can say for some of the other TV podcasts because we put in the work. Thanks for not naming names. And we just do it. We drop a, a little bit of love in there, too. And, uh, you know, she completely agreed with what we had to say last week. She yeah. thinks Betty is even more unlikable. Feels like she's dressing like Betty White. Cold hard bitch. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> doesn't know who's, who she's trying to be. Horrible with the, the, um, the kids. Horrible old lady haircut. <laughs> more of an ice queen. Um, she, she feels that, uh, that Sally Draper will most likely rebel and run away to Paris. And uh, little Bobby Draper is probably going to go gay. Oh my! Um, yes. Oh my! That was the prediction. I think that's a lock. That is a lot. Uh, and, and the baby Jean, uh, despite being a warlock, will probably be left at the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree uh, with that. Oh my! Um, uh, she didn't think the show really got got started off great. Feels that Don is a massive massive douche. And I was, you know, I, I was talking to somebody else about this. I think. There is a point to that. You can only make Don Draper so unlikable before this kind of becomes a, a negative thing for the show in general. You know what I mean? No, you know what? I disagree. Well, no, right. Uh, of course. Of course you agree with, like, if we if they make Don, uh, can, you know, if they actually do make him unlikable. But, but all of this is happening for a reason. Just try to remember that. All of this happens for a reason. You're such a hippie. It's all going to come back around. It's like a boomerang. It's like a boomerang. Love is like a boomerang. Uh, no, the thing is, is I don't, I don't feel like I ever get really down on Don because you see, you get his whole story, and since you have his whole story, you you almost understand why he's doing the things that he does. With with some of the other characters, we don't see them as much, okay. so you don't have that kind of whole story. And uh, I don't know, they'd have to go a long way to make me stop liking Don. Right, but it, you know they've started that. No, you know, I definitely see your point. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and, and so thank you for that. We got, uh, we got one from our good friend Denise in Brunersburg, Ohio. Oh my. Uh, not a big fan. Didn't really care for the first episode. I uh, felt it was too predictable. It was like, you know, Betty's still sad. The kids are still heading to psych sessions. Don is still about Don. I uh, felt it needed some more punch, some more excitement. Uh, you know, we got a lot of comments on the John Marshall thing that was done last time. We did. We figured kind of it out, folks. Thank you. Forward. Yes, yes. Uh, so we appreciate uh, all of that. And um, I, she's, she's open for some new balance in the show, but really, really enjoys the podcast. I got to say, uh, to say the show uh, didn't have any punch is kind of funny because it had enough slaps. Hey, oh. <coughs> <laughs> <Crickets. laughs> anyway. Nice, nice try. No, everybody appreciates that effort. <laughs> uh, we got we got a friend. We got a friend from overseas. Hey, oh. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's Mr. or Mrs. Uh, Mr. But uh, Idris uh, writes in from the UK. All right. Yeah, and uh, and said that they, they just found the podcast. They're just getting started into it. Um, feels that they you know they both really love love and hate the Mad Men. Uh, both fascinated and repulsed by the Don Draper. Uh, feels like uh, feels excited that Jones is still in it. But actually, I don't know about this. Uh, Idris feels that Joan might in fact go away from office manager and more into the actual creative world. I don't know if I see that. I don't know. 
know if I see that either. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Hmm. Uh, it feels like the, the whole S&M thing with, uh, with Don doesn't need to be as visible in the show. Um, was wondering if, if our, our hooker friend was uh, offering Don a, a Slaps Giving Day special. Slaps Giving Day. I hope so. And, slaps uh, don't come cheap, John. Yeah, and it's the, the holidays. It's the holidays. It's time and a half. It's the season of giving, John. <laughs> and this next thing, this next thing, I think was fantastic because I, I didn't, I never ever thought of this, and then I went on to the the, the Mad Men site, and there were dozens of people who actually felt this way. Uh, I just writes that last in the first episode when uh, Henry Francis goes to make it with Betty, that uh, she was really hoping that the two of them would asphyxiate in the car. I <laughs> saw <laughs> that. Uh, I don't know. Here again, I'm not a mechanic or an engineer, uh, but I think the car has to be on for that to happen. I don't know. But that apparently that was like a widely felt thing. <laughs> yeah. oh, fair enough. Um, and uh, and then just otherwise says it really really likes the show and, and thank you very much, Idris, for listening. Thank you uh, indeed. And we talked about uh, Mr. Ken Campbell. We wrote in for the three things. We appreciate it. And uh, we also want to say thank you to our artwork contributors. Oh, my. Oh, my geez, John. I'm serious. Would you like to go ahead? Go ahead. I'll let you take over for the It's off the chain, folks. Uh, Please, of course, you know, you can see all the artwork either on the website or on the Facebooks in the uh, in the photos area. I'm sure on the wall here this morning when you listen to this. But um, Jen Norwood has. has pulled out probably the single uh, best artwork I've seen in a long time from any human being. Uh, it is a uh, whatever happened to Baby Jean. Uh, it is a uh, is a recreation of whatever happened to Baby Jane, a movie in the what is that? It was that in the sixties? I guess in the sixties. And it is masterfully done. If you're not looking at it right now, stop what you're doing. Pull the car over to the side of the road. Pull up the website or the Facebooks and take a look at this. It is hilarious. <laughs> it will make your day, I promise. And John. Yeah? Are you still there, buddy? I'm with you. Because I'm going to make your day one more time. Tell me. Okay, here it comes. Uh, Alexis has, has a, we, uh, the next issue of Douche Magazine is hot off the presses. And on magazine stands, as we speak... Uh, check out the front cover again on the Facebooks or the website. It is brilliant. Already updated to include the episode we're talking about. Uh, Lee Gardner Jr. graces the cover uh, with a beautiful spread inside. Um, it was kind of gay, but uh, tastefully done. Uh, the uh, This piece of artwork, as always, massively hilarious. <laughs> And uh, so so don't waste a moment and take a look at that, too. So thank you both so much. Uh, this, this is probably John and I's favorite part. And Lee, uh, Lee definitely earned his cover shot after this he, episode. He did. He, he's, he, he might get douche of the year in the, uh, in the douche of the year part do, of this. Do I get time. to go back out to California to cover those ceremonies? You don't. You're never going back out to California. <laughs> I don't know. Because you'll never come back. And, and here we go. Lastly, fresh, hot off the presses, 10 minutes ago. Indeed. Our friend Adrian, friend of the show, uh, writes in, Hey, guys, enjoyed the Christmas episode. It was nice to see Freddie and Glenn come back. Glenn needs nicknames like Rapey Pete or Creepy Henry Francis. <laughs> um, I agree. Yeah, psych- psychopath uh, Glenn. I, I, I know it doesn't rhyme, folks, but let's be honest. He's scaring the shit out of me here. I, I, I don't know what to do. Go ahead. Uh, uh, are you guys running a, a tally things that are happening in the show? Like how many women Don sleeps with? It would be fun if we can predict some interesting things in the show, make a game out of it. Uh, Jay and Jack did it for their Lost podcast, and it was great. I'll, I don't, I'm not familiar with that. I'll have to check that out. Uh, for example, how many women will Don sleep with? I believe I set that number at four during our predictions episode. And I'm I'm gonna feel like I'm wrong on that. <laughs> uh, the way things are going, John, you may you may be right. Because right now he's at two. <laughs> We're two two shows in. <laughs> two shows in. <laughs> this is true. This um, is true. Uh, uh, another another tally we can keep track of. Uh, will Pete rape someone, and how many? Uh, well, that's a given. 
Yes. Yes, and seven. <laughs> uh, how many times will the Beatles be referenced? Already, already once. Yeah. Already once, yeah. And, uh, and how many times will January Jones fuck up a line? Oh, wait, that's every time. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, man. I tell you what, our listeners have it in for that poor girl. She better call it Bobby Flay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Oh, my jeez. Uh, everybody, uh, let's wrap this up, okay? We'll do. Uh, most important thing, John. Yes, yes. We need to get our email out there. All right. If, if folks, if you don't remember the email address, uh, did, did, did you, something wrong with you. It's staff at madmenrecap.com. So send us your thoughts and your feelings, and we'll talk about them on the show because we absolutely love it. If you send us uh, our work, we will gush about it. So think about that. Uh, also, you're not doing yourself any favors by not joining the Facebook page, are they, Kate? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I was listening. Oh, my God. Uh, the Facebook page. We're <laughs> Mad Men Recap on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> please join. Uh, Kate won't participate, but, but you sure can. Also on Twitter, because John and I will be live tweeting like douchebags uh, the next uh, episode. We are uh, Mad Men Recap on Twitter. Uh, all of this is linked on our webpage, which is madmenrecap.com. So if you're having a hard time, find us on Facebook or on Twitter. There's two links right there on the right-hand side of the screen. We make it extra easy for you. So uh, no excuses, people. And you can, you can comment on the website on each one of our blog posts. And we want to say thanks to Andrea and Florencia for doing that. Um, apparently, Andrea lives, uh, is near the, the Time Life building, so that's still around. We might get a tour of the Mad Men offices, the Stuart Cooper Draper Price. And, uh, John, uh, that's not real. The Time Life building's not real? No, the Sterling Cooper Draper Price. Oh. It's a television show, pal. Oh. And Florencia, <laughs> Florencia actually says Kate has inspired some Henry Francis sympathy. I agree. Aww. I agree with that. I'm feeling a little bit more sympathetic toward Henry Francis. I, yeah. All right. You know, one wants to be that crazy bitch. I mean, seriously. Well, <laughs> and, and one last thing, uh, we're, we're up to 41 reviews. We got our newest five star comments Whoa. from from uh, Tampa Troy. Loves the podcast, appreciates the works, wishes Kate was on every episode, and agrees Glenn is super creepy. Guys. Your wish is coming true. <laughs> it is granted. Oh, God. But feel, uh, free, to, feel free to go and, and give us some more positive feedback on the iTunes so that we can make the feature podcast of the week. We only need about 200 more, so uh, everyone uh, get to it. John? Yep. I'm cutting us off, buddy. That's it. I'll tell you this, though. I can't wait till next week. It's been great. All right. We'll see you guys later. Good night.